Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. Hello, hello. I feel so much gratitude today for this podcast and for you all listening. Thank you for being here. I even had a listener reach out to me on Instagram last week. Lila, are you listening today? And she says she loves my podcast and we chatted a little bit. It's really fun. So you can always find me on Instagram. Give me a little note. I will get back to you. So I'm also feeling gratitude today. I did this little activity with my students this week. It was a slide deck, which is a new way to say like PowerPoint, but not using PowerPoint, like Google Slides, basically. And it just had every day of the week, there was like some gratitude questions and stuff. So we've been filling that out for the last two weeks. And today, I was just going to give them a grade if they did it or not, or didn't do it. Um, You know, I'm not going to grade them on their gratitude. But I looked at a lot of them. And gosh, it made me so happy to hear the things that middle schoolers are grateful for. It was very heartwarming. I mean, one of the girls was like, I'm so grateful my grandma lives with us. And, you know, a lot of them said they were grateful for their family and their pets. And a few said, you know, skateboarding. And somebody said music. It's just really cool to hear about that. I feel really grateful today that I get to be a person that gets to share gratitude with other people. I mean, all of us can do that, right? But I get to do it in a setting to hopefully influence middle schoolers to be able to focus a little bit on gratitude when it's appropriate, right? I don't want any of that toxic positivity, but sometimes it's nice to focus on the gratitude. And it's the end of the school year. I've just got a couple days left of school, and then I'll be free for the summer. Yay! And I'm going to be working a lot on my podcast. Probably a rebrand is coming up soon, so definitely subscribe. You can always leave me a five-star rating and a review. That would be awesome. I don't want you to miss an episode coming up. So a topic came up for me this weekend that I wasn't necessarily thinking about before that, but I saw a friend and she and I were just chatting and we were going to go out to lunch next weekend. I said to her kind of offhandedly, like, let's go out to lunch next weekend because I have a bunch of free time and I don't want to go home and just binge eat in front of Netflix like I know I'm probably going to do. But if we go out to lunch, I'll at least enjoy my food and I probably won't be doing that in front of the TV if we go out to lunch. And, you know, she said, oh my gosh, you do that too. And, you know, we talked about binge eating a little bit. And one of the things I was saying to her is that, I don't really know exactly why I binge eat on occasion, or I guess kind of regularly, maybe once a week, maybe a little less than that, maybe sometimes more than that. It's just very comforting. She and I were both talking about how it seems so comforting. It's like there's just nothing like it. And 
I was also thinking about how, I guess for me, it's like I need to dissociate. I guess I don't feel like feeling my feelings. And then that's when maybe I'm craving that type of situation where I'm just sitting like a zombie in front of the TV and eating stuff. So me sharing that with my good friend is not something I talk about with a lot of people. I don't think I'd even mentioned it in that way to someone before. And my friend is very open. And so it was just cool that we kind of connected for a minute. And I mean, I really put that question out there. Like, I really don't know why I do it. Like, I wish I could stop because believe me, I've tried for a long time. Like most of us have tried many different ways to curb our eating because we all, maybe not all, but a lot of us see the body we think we're supposed to have in society and a lot of bodies are not like that. For years and years, I've wanted to be a certain standard or a certain size and sometimes I'm pretty close to it. Other times, like right now, I'm not close to it. I've gained some weight and it's been challenging. But on the other hand, I've just been kind of letting myself do what my body wants to do right now. And I think I was really grieving a lot these last few months. And while I was going through that, my body just wanted to be more comfortable, I guess, by eating. So anyway, I went home that night after talking to my friend and I wasn't really expecting to think about anything else. But Saturday night, sometimes I have a little time to myself and I decided to just sit and do an extra meditation. I usually meditate for five to 10 minutes in the morning, longer on the weekends. But then Saturday night, sometimes I'll do like, you know, a 10 to 20 minute meditation if I feel like it. And it's a good way for me to get my feelings out. And a lot of times the meditations will get me to that place where I'm actually crying, which for me helps me get those pockets of negativity out or pockets of suppressed energy out of my system. So I looked on Insight Timer, which is an app I use for guided meditation. And there was a meditation there about letting go of abandonment or something like that. So I had a hunch that my dissociation might have to do with abandonment, right? Because I hear that phrase a lot around around town. I hear abandonment, abandonment issues and when we talk about attachment theory, a lot of people love attachment theory and they talk about like that abandonment that created that type of attachment or I probably have maybe a disorganized attachment, I think, that I'm trying to heal. So uh, the abandonment wounds are kind of something that starts that. So, okay, so I sit down, do the abandonment thing, and I was able to get really, really deep quickly into that meditation. The meditation teacher had said, think of a time when you felt abandoned. And I just went with it because I really didn't know when I'd been abandoned. It wasn't like I I knew these times because if I had known exactly when it was, I would have probably worked on that situation with my EMDR therapist. So I kind of searched my mind quickly. I thought of like two different scenarios and then I just went back to the one that seemed good. And so I went back to a memory in my mind about three years ago when I realized that my mom was not emotionally available for me, that she just doesn't have the capacity to be, and that she never will be there for me in an emotional way like I want her to be. So I think back in my memory and This was a couple days after I had told my parents about the fact that I was sexually abused when I was a kid by a girl that was my best friend when I was a child. 
And I went and told my parents one day, I was, I don't know, 39 or 40 years old, and they didn't know about the situation, and it had gone on for a long time. So I told them about what happened, and they asked some questions, and my dad, you know, said he was really sorry about hearing about what happened and all that, and my mom seemed to react okay in the situation, but then a few days later, I went to her house for some reason. I don't really remember why, and because I was more friends with her back then, so I stopped by for whatever, and as I was leaving, she just threw out to me something that was like, oh, well, whatever happened to you in childhood, that's your stuff to deal with. It has nothing to do with me. That was basically her response to me having been sexually abused was that it's not anything to do with her and I need to deal with it on my own. And I remember myself in that moment, I had that feeling of like flying above my body and looking down at the situation And seeing it like that this time when I was meditating made me realize that that is dissociation right there. Like instead of me being present in my body and able to feel the sadness that came in that situation of my mom basically abandoning me and saying that she's not supportive of me. That's what it felt like to me anyway. So it felt to me that she completely abandoned me in that situation, that she had nothing to do with this. She didn't want to help me. She basically washed her hands of it. She was done talking about it. There was nothing else to discuss. That's what I heard from that. So therefore, my mind had to detach from my body. I didn't feel that pain acutely at that time of the event. I think that I probably people pleased and I maybe, I don't think I reacted in a negative way. I just said something like, okay, and bye. You know, I was already leaving and my mom does that where she'll kind of throw something out passive aggressively at the end of a conversation so that if I go back and say, wait a second, what'd you just say? She'll go like, oh, I, I didn't mean that. Or I didn't, I didn't say that. Um, and you know, she'll totally try to diffuse it by saying that she didn't say something. And it feels like she lies. I used to think she just lies, like she didn't say it, but I really think she tricks herself into believing that she has a hundred percent pure good intentions and that she would never say something so mean. Like it's almost like she believes her own lies. Um, so she has to, to protect her ego. So, okay. So I think about that situation and I didn't feel my feelings in that moment. So those feelings seem to be probably stuck inside me of that time of abandonment. So Saturday night when I did that meditation, I was able to look at that situation again and go back and try to feel those feelings. I allowed myself to get down and shrunken in my body and like feel that pain of abandonment right then. I let myself cry really, really hard because it hurt so bad you know, and I kind of shrunk up into a ball and was able to really cry it out. And it made me think of some other memories I had from when I was really young, like I want to say one years old. I don't remember them like 
100% with great clarity, but it feels like there were other abandonment memories there that it kind of related to. So I'm sure I could go back another time or maybe with my EMDR therapist and kind of go back to those one-year-old feelings and try to eke those out. But I kind of stopped there after I was done with my crying. Amazing thing about crying and feeling sad is it really only lasts, I think, like about 90 seconds. I don't remember if that's the statistic, but that's about how long it really lasted for me. It really wasn't a very long time, maybe two minutes, you know, and I was done and I was able to feel a little bit better. And I have to say that, you know, I'm sure binge eating will be still something that I have to deal with. It's not all gone, but I felt a lot better the next day. I felt a little bit different about the binge eating. Like I didn't feel like I needed to dissociate quite as much yesterday. So we'll see. I mean, you know, it's only been two days since I've done this and I'm not saying I'm like fully healed or anything, but I think it's really cool that I really noticed a connection between the feeling of abandonment, dissociating, and then like my need to dissociate and then eat to kind of not feel those abandonment feelings, if that makes sense. So it's kind of like, it is like a negative cycle, a negative loop there. So if I can somehow find a way to notice when I'm wanting to dissociate, notice when I'm planning a binge. And if I can stop myself and choose another activity at that time, you know, that's that's the thing. But how hard is it to do that, right? Because we want to do this with so many things in our life, or I do anyway, in the past, and it's very hard to do. So I don't know if I'm quite there yet. Like, I'm not sure if I'm willing to give up the comfort of binge eating. I'm not sure I am yet, but I've got my God can here on my desk. Um, Somebody gave me this idea, and maybe you guys have heard of it, where when I can't, God can, and then maybe there's some kind of can you have or a jar or something, and you can slip a piece of paper into there about something that you surrender. So I'm considering slipping in binge eating into my God can but I'm not sure I'm ready yet. I'm not sure I'm willing and I'm not sure if I want to let go of it yet. You know, I'm thinking about it though and I'm talking about it and um, I can't heal everything today, but I know I'm on the path. I'm on the train of healing and I'm going to move closer and closer to it as time goes by because I know I've healed other things in my life. So this probably is something I can do better at also with the help of my higher power really is the way I look at it, talking about it, sharing with friends, connecting with other people. All right. Well, I hope you liked that. Let me know what you guys think about the binge eating thing and why we do it. If you struggle with that too, I'm sure that a lot of trauma survivors have that because food is one of those things that's more available to many of us at a young age than other substances. So, okay. Take care of survivors. Bye-bye. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. 
If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.